0: What's up, y'all? Welcome back to Suave Sessions. I'm your guy, Rashad. Today, we're going to talk with the cast of Love and Marriage Detroit. It's the OWN Network's new show produced by the Carlos King, the man who's running the series of Love and Marriages between Huntsville, D.C., and now Detroit. But the Love and Marriage franchise is something I can actually digest. I'm not a huge fan of reality TV, which I've told you all before in different interviews. Um, But Carlos has a, a product and a process that makes it easy for me. Um, there's an authenticity that comes with his castmates and his cast members that I can actually enjoy and get behind. It's great people, great energy. I loved it. So all that said, sit back, relax. Welcome to Suave Sessions, the Love and Marriage Detroit edition. Let's go. Love and Marriage, Detroit. After Huntsville and DC, what made Detroit be your next move? Because Detroit's
1: my hometown, I wanted to make sure we represented a city that I felt was a missing element in the zeitgeist of reality television. You know, you got Atlanta that's always shown, Miami, LA, New York. And I felt like Detroit was the missing element in reality television. And these Mm. three couples represented the city but also represented the brand of love and marriage in terms of giving their authentic selves to this brand of what's going on in their marriages, their friendships and their businesses. So they definitely met the effort with that.
0: Yeah. How do you find, how do you find your cast members when you go into specific cities? How do you find those, those three couples? How does that happen?
1: We do an open casting call. So we see hundreds of applications Okay. Um, of people on tape, and then you sort of narrow them down to the best. And through a course of like conversations with the network, with myself and my team, we then decide on the final, the finalist. And mm-hmm. when it came to be, these three couples in Detroit, they were a part of that finalist list and they definitely rose to the occasion. And they're, they're really great and fascinating to watch.
0: Okay. So next we meet the Smiths. That's actually. It's kind of funny. Meet the Smiths. Um, So the Smiths are next. That is Brandon and Christina Bowman Smith. Brandon is the owner of the Star Factory. The Star Factory is a artist development agency that he pretty much created to give Detroit back that musical powerhouse feeling that it used to have. He wants to bring new talent out. He wants to develop them, get them signed, get them put into big spotlights, big artistry. So Christina is a fashion stylist. She's a designer and she's also an influencer. Um, She's in that industry. When it comes to fashion, that's her world. The two of them have some conflicts when it comes to the the work life balance. Um, Brandon is a go hard, be in the studio, do your thing. Like it's the music industry. That's that's his thing. Christina is very much the fashion industry, but she's also the homebody. She's the one that's at home with the kids. She's at home making sure things get done while still trying to balance all of her career around Brandon's career as well. So there's some conflicts that come into that and we try to dig into that a little bit, Um, but they are also like two really cool people. Um, I absolutely enjoy them to death. So I'm gonna let you find out why. Let's go. When you decide to put put your marriage on television, you guys are at 11 years, if I'm not mistaken.
2: it'll yeah, be twelve next year, next week.
0: Congrats, congrats. Um, were were there reservations about saying let's let's go expose ourselves and our lives and our marriage and our careers to the world?
2: Initially, absolutely not. I did at one point have a conversation, and you know, just kind of remind Brandon that. You know there's gonna be a lot of extra you know attention to us a lot of extra um voices are we really ready for this like let's make our decision from that standpoint is this something we really really want to expose our marriage to and you know he felt like he can handle it and so here we are
3: I mean we might have a totally different answer to this question after the show airs <laughs> but you know like this first film it was like ignorance is bliss like we just we just you know yeah. we're just really just being ourselves you know and we just felt like we have a story that can help some people and you know can help some married couples and some singles
4: mm-hmm. that
3: are entertaining being married like see what real what the real is what the real struggles are what the real high moments are you know so Uh, Yeah, it was no
0: reservations on my end at all. All right. So this is the Thompsons. The Thompsons are Anthony and Dr. LaToya Thompson. Um, They've been married for 14 years and they have three kids, two boys, one girl. We got that cleared up in the beginning of the interview. So, So Anthony is absolutely like the entrepreneur's entrepreneur. He is trying to find the ventures. He's trying to make sure he secures, quote unquote, the bag. Um, he's making sure that he's providing for his family in the best way that he can. Um, he's worked with live nation. He has his own company as well. He had a stint that he was working with some projects with, um, a company here in Atlanta, which if you watch the first episode, you'll see why that became a problem. Um, but he's also helping his wife run her wine company, opulence wine. So Dr. Latoya is a physical therapist. She Loved wine, so wanted to get into it. Wanted to find out what it was about. So now she's running a wine company as well. She appointed Anthony to be the person to run the business side of the wine company while she is working on the development and making partnerships and trying to get licensing and all that kind of stuff. It's a it's a very challenging industry. There's a lot of fun with this couple. Anthony is the kind of dude that I would laugh with, hands down. Um, Latoya is very much a silent assassin like you can tell like she's she's no joke no games she's gonna have fun but she's gonna speak her mind she's gonna get things done so the thompsons i love them find out why let's go one how did you guys how did you guys meet you've been married 14 years how did this come about
5: well I was on campus walking into the Hubbard dorms, and she mm-hmm. saw this fine <laughs> brother walking down a hall. <laughs> my was like, oh, God, who is that? <laughs> Go ahead. She <laughs> can tell her <laughs> He um, knows the truth. That's why he laughed.
0: I'm saying, I, confidence is not a problem here. I, I'm, I'm, I got it. <laughs> I Live
6: got it. Cool. Live your life. Boom. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. uh, um, We were cool for a while. You know, we had some mutual friends and kind of just, you know, we had a friendship that really developed into a love story. So we were friends
2: first. Um, Yeah.
6: I actually think I was marrying him. I really didn't initially, but he won my heart. So yeah. uh, Yeah. And we're still here.
5: See, if I didn't know she was going to be my wife. We were friends, like we were really best friends. I, she would not know all the stuff she knew about me.
0: <laughs> you told too much. <laughs> I
5: told way too much.
0: <laughs> but you know what? That's that's a it's a good thing because it's they say like having a friendship before a relationship is the best way to kind of go into it because you can actually enjoy each other. So there's not yeah. that mask that you have to protect yourself from in a relationship. When you when you take on this project um, and you decide you're going to put your, put your marriage, put your life, your career on television. Was there hesitation? Because we've, we've all seen Huntsville and DC and housewives of all cities. Like, was there hesitation of saying, you know, maybe we shouldn't do this.
5: Not on my side. Um, Cause I worked in the industry for so long behind okay. the scenes. And when I rescinded the offer uh, in Atlanta, I was like, look, we doing this. Like I opened another door because you know.
6: I was definitely hesitant. Um, mm-hmm. just because I'm very reserved. I am I'm like, uh-uh. I mean, I it was not something that I was like, I would never have thought that I would agree to something like this, mm-hmm. but he did do some good convincing, um, obviously, because we're here. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, I definitely was hesitant initially.
0: OK, so let's get into the couples. Uh, first, we have the Harrises. The Harrises are Russell and Colby. Um, Russell is a former athlete. He's now in Divinity School and he has a program called Sword Detroit. It's an athletic and literacy program that he runs in the city. Colby, on the other hand, is a social media influencer, just kind of getting started in that career again, started in that area, but building a great following thus far. I want people to understand that social media influencing is not an easy easy job. There's a lot of time commitment. There's a lot of creating. There's a lot of posting. There's a lot of following and tagging and commenting on other people's stuff, bringing attention back to your stuff, making sure your partnerships are right, making sure your deals are right. It's a lot to it. So I never want anyone to take that as a easy job. I promise you it's not. It's one of the reasons I am not a fan of the social media posting and trying to make sure engagement numbers are high. Like it's a lot. The two of them are a really cool couple. They've been married a little bit over three years, going into the fourth year now. Um, They have a two-year-old daughter and they're really starting to find out what marriage really looks like and how they are going to coexist with each other moving forward. So Kobe and Russell, let's get into it. Um, Did you play sports? kind of growing up and into like as teenage adult college years those kind of things
4: yeah i did so i started playing organized sports in high school and then i went to college and i ran track um uh in college i was a high hurdler three-time all-american in a a 110 high hurdles
0: and you started in high school
4: started in high school yeah
0: so you would call yourself a natural basically (laughs) 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 nice one, kudos to you, because I don't understand. I, I know how people do it, but I don't know how y'all do it. Um, That's it's a lot of work that nobody really understands. It's a lot of posting that personally I can't stand. Um, If it were up to me, I would just kind of like throw social media in the back pocket and just go on with my day. So the amount of time and effort and always like having to be on your phone, has it gotten to a point where? it interferes with the rest of your life or has it just become a part of your life so strongly now that you don't even realize how much you use it
2: yeah i don't think that it interferes with the rest of my life i think i know how to balance um i know everyone is not good with like putting their phone down when they're looking at social media right because social media can be addictive um Mm -hmm. but learned how to balance social media. Like I I know, you know, I need to spend time with my family. Um we've set parameters and rules. So for dinner, you know, we always have dinner together. This is our time to check in and this is our time to kind of talk about our needs or what we need for the week, what we are doing for the week, etc And um that's my time to put my phone down and just engage with my family. Um yeah. and sometimes I'm up later because I do have to take those moments to engage with my family and I'm happy mm-hmm. to stay little later to edit content or to post content etc so i do that um and i figure out how to balance it all and make sure that my husband's happy make sure my daughter's happy and make sure that our house is uh is in good in clean order
4: <laughs> yeah have
0: you have you had the moments where you're like getting ready to eat and no one can eat and so you take the picture
2: <laughs> i i have had those moments before <laughs> yeah. i Typically I've done that for TikTok. Like I was trying to like plate the food just super cute. Um and just do a nice little dinner for Russell and Kendall. And Russell's like standing at the table, like, okay, I'm starving. <laughs> like,
0: so, like there's food waiting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so all right. When you when you decide to get married, what was the challenge that most couples find in that marriage process what did you guys find was your challenge um coming together or have you even found that challenge yet yeah,
2: yeah our challenge was really COVID like we were trying to
3: oh try wow to yeah
2: introduce our love to the world and you know sell, have this big celebration we wanted to have a huge wedding party I think we had like 25 or 30 people in our wedding um and we had over a 500-people guest list. Like We were just so excited to share our love with everyone. And COVID hit, and I don't know, I feel like that's when we realized that, wow, like marriage is not going to always be beaches and cream. It's not going to always be sunshine and rainbows. Like this is just the beginning of us learning that this is going to be a rocky road. Um, yeah. It's been a rewarding road as well. Um, and I think COVID only helped us find of buying a different type of uh, passion for one another. Like we were at home for COVID. It was just Russell and I, we were newly married. Um, we couldn't really leave, right? Everything was happening. We couldn't travel. We couldn't do our own things. And so we had to like really tap in with one another and had to learn each other. And I think we're on a good trajectory in our in our relationship now because of what we went through during that COVID period. Um yeah. and, truly fresh marriage that the world could witness, right?
0: <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I say anybody that kind of made it through COVID in a relationship, you you a little stronger than most relationships
2: are.
4: <laughs> no, that's, I would just <laughs> add, yeah, not only are you stronger, but kids who were birthed during COVID, they yeah. different. Mm-hmm. They're definitely different. They're more resilient. They're, I mean, they're every 10. Yeah. So,
0: <laughs> yeah because <laughs> it's everything had to be done you're pretty much it was like you were on your own but not really but absolutely it's it's a very weird trying to understand or explain that but it's very much it was us against the world yeah. basically mm-hmm. um when you get into the professional life um at what point in marriage did you realize that careers were probably going to end up Taking over parts of the marriage and how did you balance that out?
5: Well, we can say this. I work in operations for Live Nation, but when we got married, she was still in school, Mm -hmm. so we were actually living in Miami and Detroit. We were going back and forth. Mm -hmm. Oh wow! And doing our final rotation, so it's like we have actually been moving like this since the beginning of our marriage.
0: Gotcha.
6: Detroit's always been home. Yeah. And we, you know, obviously this this is our, all our family is here. Um, But yeah, we've been kind of all over the place. And I am very, um, he's very, I mean, we're both career driven. uh, But then entrepreneurship came in along with that. So bringing that balance between that, you know, I think it's an everyday, never ending process of learning.
0: (laughs) Yeah. How did, how did entrepreneurship um, affect your life? Because I know, Personally, it is extremely demanding, um, extremely demanding and extremely demanding. So how did you how did that how did that affect your your life? Especially you guys have two kids. Three. Yeah, we have
6: three, three,
4: three. boys oh. and a girl. They missed our daughter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but
5: actually, uh, I've always worked a job done entrepreneurship. Yeah. So that's okay. been, you know, from the beginning. You know, I started off entrepreneurship and then and turned into entertainment going through school gotcha. and professionally. Um, so I think it was the balance really came because I was always on the go and going mm-hmm. out and making things happen. And then we had children. And then when she fell in love with the whole wine process, that's when we had to do new balances because it's like, okay, now she needs to be gone sometime too. You know, yeah. then we need to be at the same time because with me doing business operations, I handle the business side of her company as well as my mm. own so- you know, okay. it became very demanding once she started doing Obless
0: Wine. Right. With your with your series, um, again, having having two Cities under your belt and then your your stint with the other network and becoming the the king of reality television. Um do you ever feel like it becomes too much or it becomes too heavy trying to keep people in their authentic spaces and not over exert what they think the fans want.
1: You know that is hard. That is hard. You know, listen, it's hard to remind your reality star that what made them rich and famous was their authentic qualities and mm-hmm. being themselves. You know, I would be a liar if I didn't say to you that unfortunately you do run into people who read the comments and they start to change who they are. And that's the unfortunate parts of it. One of the unfortunate parts. So one of the ways to not have that happen is to constantly remind them of what made them the star that they are and hopefully that they listen to you. Uh, But it it is challenging once a show becomes a huge success and people start to change. But that goes with a lot of celebrities, whether it's singers, actresses, it's not just reality stars, but it is difficult sometimes to navigate through
4: that.
0: Were there... Were there times within your career that you wish the cameras weren't there so that you could like have the other people around you be their authentic selves? Did that ever become a problem with your with your careers?
2: During filming? Yeah. <laughs> so there's a funny story, but I can't tell it because it'll give be it too much. But there okay. was an instance where I was filming something in a creative space And it was not. It did. It did not hit. It was. was, I have to like come back and like I got to make a comeback from this. That's all I'm gonna say. I was like, oh my god! Like, why does the cameras have to be there for this? But it's real. Like it happens. Um, I I was actually was actually um in a design in the design space, and so. It was a complete fail, and it happens. I wish the cameras weren't there to capture it, but it's real, and it happens to mm-hmm. designers and creatives. So, I mean, on the other end of it, out of transparency, I mean, I'm glad that other people and other designers and creatives can see that you're not the only one who have, like, bloopers and things just don't perfectly work out. So the benefit yeah. of it is hopefully you encourage somebody else. Yeah.
3: yeah and on my end, same, kind of the same thing happened. Uh, I, I kind of invited like the more popular artists in the city to come do a scene with me instead of the people I was currently training. So mm. when I'm trying to show them when I'm trying to show them the stuff, they like are completely like not doing it right. And <laughs> so I'm just feeling like what the... y'all are embarrassing right now. <laughs> and, yeah, so um, yeah, I probably should have just got my people that I was already training, but yeah, and I was trying to show the, the the top talents of Detroit, and yeah, I was that, that didn't go as planned.
0: Russell, with you being in divinity school and Kobe, you supporting him through um, going through divinity school, has there been a space where your career as a social media influencer kind of conflicts our battles alongside of um, his divinity school? I'm sorry, it's like thundering and lightning. Them make sure <laughs> the hell doesn't start. <laughs> I start I start talking about divinity and it starts lightning and thunder. Right <laughs> it's like, leave that alone.
4: <laughs> no, <it's funny. laughs> no, um, no, I think so yeah, um you know being in divinity school, there's just some stuff that I just don't do. Not just been a, been being a, a man of faith. Uh, there's yeah. just stuff that I don't do, um, and you know I think there's there's been situations where I wouldn't say with us in particular, but in, in you know friendships where people understood the old me and not the mm-hmm. new me, right? So yeah. Yeah. Uh, having to bring them up to speed with with the new guy, um, it has been in some cases challenging, in some cases rewarding. Um, so uh, yeah, I think that that has been you know very present and and something that we've been uh dealing with
0: yeah <laughs> <He>
2: said yeah <laughs> <laughs> cool. um, no it really seriously it's been something that we're dealing with it's not even just like friends, right sometimes it's even family mm-hmm. um you know sometimes it's interesting family doesn't always understand why you changed or like what's different or why are you moving different and
4: you know, I think
2: one thing I can say about Russell and I is that we don't we don't need our family's approval for what we feel that we're called to do and for who we feel that we're called to be, right? And you know, some it's either you're gonna get on the bandwagon or you're not. And mm-hmm. we love you. Yeah. Um we don't love you any less if you don't wanna ride this this uh this train with us. And you know, it's a, it's hard pill to swallow because I mean let's just be authentic here. Like sometimes even your own family doesn't understand, you know why you do certain things or why you changed or what's kind of motivating you. And you know, you you want your family support, but you don't always get that. So you have to learn yeah. how to live.
0: Yeah. It's one thing that um I get collectively across the board is that if you are on a Carlos King show, Carlos King wants to make sure that whatever business venture you are doing is shown in the forefront. Um again, do you find that challenging to keep that there when the drama continuously pops its head back into every every scene, every venture?
1: You know what? It's not hard for me. And I think a lot of that is because I make sure that they give me the real. I make sure that they understand the assignment and that they execute in a big way. I never want the drama to override their businesses um, mm-hmm. because I know that at the end of the day, they want to get something out of this um experience being on television and Mm -hmm. when it comes to keeping an audience entertained you know listen it has to be entertaining and you got to cast people who are entertaining not everybody's meant to be on television um and there are some people who are just right for that challenge but Mm -hmm. but like you said earlier i am really big on at the end of the day make sure you have a business to promote because I want all of my cast to be successful. It's
0: like, we like to just enjoy our wine, Mm -hmm. but when you get into the business side of it, that's the industry that I didn't realize is so finicky is probably the best word I'm gonna use to stay politically correct. Um, I didn't realize how it operates over there.
6: Oh yeah, and it's even harder when every state has different rules as well. So it's-
0: Right. at what point did you realize like, okay, y'all really going to try me and I really have to be on P's and Q's with everything and everyone in this industry?
6: Um, I think just even going through the licensing process initially, um, that in itself took two years. And then trying to find a distributor was probably my aha moment. Like, I don't know if I want to do this because yeah. he was like no you're not about to give up now when too all much money goals,
5: was invested
4: <laughs> yeah yeah
6: but when you know every distributor door that i knocked on said no it's just like man why and then i let him call or i let him send sign his name to an email i got he got an answer so i was just wow. like man really think about it. Right? really is it is there a reason behind this or what what's the process with this? Just
5: when a boss when a when a boss put his name out there, you know, they got to the call him back.
0: You know. <laughs> 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 it works like that sometimes. Because um, <laughs> you have shows you have to go to. Most shows we all know start at like 11, 12 o'clock at night and run into late mornings. Um, meanwhile, Christina wants you to kind of push back away from a lot of that is there have you found a balance because of the show and because of like the conversations having to happen on camera have you found a balance in that at this point where where it's like you know let me kind of do this and i'll try to make sure it's not this many times a month that kind of thing
3: well i mean um like basically there there has been no balance you know what i'm saying like i wasn't going you know what i'm saying and that was the whole issue
4: okay.
3: as i wasn't really going out like i wanted like i needed to um so since then i've i've tried to do do a lot more but i you know I'm still a little still a little resistance there um yeah. and i'm I'm, re- I'm doing a showcase right now i'm planning a showcase and what should have took me one text message has taken me about eight calls email you know what i'm saying it shouldn't take off yeah <laughs> yeah so this summer, I'm going to be out here.
4: Yeah.
2: And that's fine. <laughs> I don't, you know, one thing I want to say is, let me uh, say something. Um, It's, you know, it's more of a faith thing, like, for me. And, like, his presence at home is important to me, especially late at night, because I don't, like, being home by myself. Like, I want a man in the house when it's late at night. Like, we left in Detroit. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah you know, it's it's not so much, like, I don't necessarily... It's not only I don't want you there. I just want you home so that I can feel safe. And so, you know, I don't know if we'll ever find balance there. I'm never going to be like,
3: go. Have
0: you, have you heard that perspective before? Like, it's not about the shows. It's just her wanting to feel safe?
3: He knows that. Yeah. Um, but, I mean... <laughs> You know, she prays every day. You know what I'm saying? You go be, you go be all right. God got you. And he when not- I'm not home, your 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 real dad
2: <laughs> is here. But he knows. He also knows that I don't I don't fall asleep until he comes in the
3: house. Okay, well stay up. So sometimes it's
2: two in the morning, and I'm like,
3: watch Love and Marriage DC. we're going to just she just be up, staring at the ceiling. <laughs>
4: are
2: you saying am i saying is
0: somebody you know yeah so have you maybe you have have you thought about combining your ventures into a a showcase or platform almost like a run rip the runway kind of thing where it's like the fashion and the music and bringing all that together so that you can support each other in your ventures we've
2: actually- done like work together like i've styled a lot of his clients and i've been on set we've done those world things where you show up and you can style and you get up a, a photo shoot like we've we've collaborated on a lot of things um we haven't made anything permanent though no
3: but i like that idea though.
2: right
3: you know that's you a giveaway <laughs> <laughs>
2: i'll
0: show you my invoice we're good <laughs>
2: exactly All right.
0: Go. yeah are there points in when you're doing the Love and Marriage series, are there points in here where you look at a couple when they came in and where they end up and ask, is any of this because I put you on television? Like, would your life have been different had you just stayed away from the cameras? Do you ever have that situation or that kind of, that feeling?
1: You know, look, I look at the success of my stars and it's no secret that the show helped them become this... Household name, right? Right, Would they have been successful without me? For sure, you know they would have been. But when it comes to um, becoming a household name on television, then yes, it's courtesy of the show. And there's nothing like being a proud parent when you sit back and you see one of your stars become a huge success, and you you sort of marvel at what they've become and really happy with their life right now, and, and I, I do have those moments with my cast where I'm really happy and, and mm-hmm. proud of them, and I hope that they continue just to be great people and and great pillars of their community.
0: When when cameras wrapped, um, was there anything you kind of looked back at and said, I didn't know that was going to happen, and I kind of wish it didn't happen on the camera?
5: It was all real. So these is real emotions. This is like I understood it going in from being mm-hmm. on the other side, being behind the scenes, because working in you know in music and film TV, like I've seen it from the other side, but it's totally different still when you're in front of that camera and things is rolling. You know, I have a newfound respect for the people in front of the camera. Um yeah. so it was nothing like again, I always believe in great content and putting it all out on the field. So, you know, I don't regret or I don't have an issue with anything that they display. Only thing is in the back I'm used to being behind the scenes, seeing the cuts and not knowing the way that they cut some of the stuff. That's the only thing I'm like dang, like I want to be a part of that (laughs)
0: process. (laughs) You got to protect yourself. (laughs)
6: Yeah, Um, I don't think I regretted anything. I just I think things were like, oh, I mean I think I saw better at the end. I got Mm. a better glimpse of how things in general run uh and generally generally runs with you know an unscripted uh show but then you know seeing individuals and how you know how they interact mm-hmm. i think it gave be me a better I- idea of what was put on the t- on the tv oh well we'll see i guess but how nice. thing how playing out between us
0: Perfect. i'm
5: excited let's have fun mm-hmm.
0: yeah and from what we see um from the reunions when you when mm-hmm. you get involved in the with the cast is that you're not just their executive producer or the owner of the show. It's like you are their friend. They're somebody mm-hmm. that will call you and like have these personal conversations with you. Mm-hmm. Um, do you find yourself in situations when it's like, why did you call me? Like, Don't put me in the middle of this. Get me away from it. I want nothing to do with it. Stop. Call somebody else. Get somebody Absolutely. else to do it.
1: Yes, and I let them know <laughs> this ain't... <laughs> I feel like it's as a is is a, a bat line. Like you don't call up the bat line <laughs> or something like this. You better call somebody else, child. So yes, you got to remind them that uh uh-uh, uh I don't mm-mm, I'm not getting involved because what you don't want is for anyone to think you're a part of it. And yeah. you always have to understand, and it's that that's any boss, any boss in corporate America or not, you can't get involved in your employee situation. You just yeah. can't be in the middle of it. That's why you have an HR department. That's why you have supervisors. That's why you have people in place for those things. So yeah, sometimes the lines get blurred, but I'm I'm very happy to remind them uh, I'm not getting involved.
0: <laughs> call your producer. Yes, or
1: call or call your mama. Leave me alone,
5: child. <laughs> or
1: most importantly, call your therapist, but make sure we can film it.
0: Make sure <laughs> put, put it on, put it on wax. Yes. So when you you're at a point now where your name, Kingdom Reign, Carlos King. Everything that you're doing is rising very fast. Um, what do you want ultimately, like to accomplish? Like, what is what is the Carlos King goal?
2: Really
1: good question. Um, look, I want to be able to continue being one of, or if not the face of reality television when the fans coined me the king of reality tv i owned it and and took pleasure in in representing that um but you know i have a successful podcast reality the king people are like carlos we want you to have a talk show we need you on our daytime television we miss wendy we need you to talk about the mess going on in the world so those are things that i really desire and i'm putting it out in the universe i would love to have a daytime talk show i would love for my company to continue creating franchises i would love my podcast to continue to be a success and i want to be i'm the king of reality but i want to be the king of all media
0: yeah i love that so one thank you for for the interview um yeah personally I'm not a huge reality TV fan, but I'm hooked on all of your shows, which is a testament to itself. Um, So just one thank you for giving them voices and authentic voices to be able to put out to public because it doesn't feel like any of that is controlled. And that's where the difference comes in from other shows. So thanks for thanks for that. Absolutely.
1: Thank you.